this is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. I'm here at the University of Cape Town with master's student Samari Barocci Fall, and she started at the beginning of this year and she's got some interesting research to tell us about. And what she looks at is things that go bang in the night. They go bang during the day as well, but we don't see them, do we? Yeah, so what I work on is cataclysmic variable stars, and what that means is just eruptive or exploding stars, or they appear to be exploding to us. These stars go bright for a period of time, it can be a number of days, and then they go very dim as well, and that can be anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of weeks, or even months. And what I'm trying to figure out is why and how often does this go very bright? Is there any physics behind it? And can we use this physics in like other parts of astronomy? Wow, okay, so exploding stars. And are these exploding stars quite common? Yes, so it also, they're quite common, especially in our galaxy as well. And there's a bunch of different kinds of exploding stars. We have supernova stars, which are literally exploding stars. Um, and then you have these ones that just appear to be exploding. Um, and it also depends on what angle you're looking at the stars at. So if you look at the right angle, you look at the right time in the right place, you see a star that appears to be exploding in the night sky. Oh, well, now when you say appears to be exploding, you mean that it brightens and it, it looks like it's exploding, but it's not really. You mean that, that, it's, that the star is still intact, is that what you really mean? Yes, so specifically for the system, it's a system of two stars and they orbit each other. Um, it's a much denser and higher mass star, it's a heavy star, and then a star next to it that's not as heavy. And the heavy star takes mass from the less heavy star. And as this mass orbits around the smaller star or the heavier star, this matter falls onto the surface of the smaller star. And when that happens, the star goes bright for a period of time. So we witness or we observe the brightness at the moment that this stolen matter can I say, mm -hmm. uh, that the solar matter falls onto the surface of the smaller star. Mm. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on up there. So, and, and this data comes from South African telescopes that you're looking at? Yes, mostly my data comes from Mierlicht, which is a, part, a, a telescope partly commissioned by UCT. Um, and then Mierlicht follows the Meerkat telescope, which is the radio counterpart. Um, so I have some radio data as well, looking at a different wavelength. I have the optical data from Mierlicht. And then I often observe with the SAO smaller telescopes, either in Sutherland or in Cape Town, just to monitor them. So now, if, if I were to go out at night, even with, with my tiny little telescope or with binoculars, would I see stars brightening and dimming if I looked carefully enough? I mean, the, the, the one that you're look, you're studying a particular star at the moment, which is a very long, long way away, I believe. So I'm sure we can't see that, can we? No, so unfortunately, these kind of stars, you do need a telescope. Um, the ones at the observatory are just one meter, and in terms of telescopes, they're quite small. We do need a telescope, but if a star goes supernova, which happens very rarely, we can actually see it with the naked eye. Yes, in fact, there was one in the 1800s, wasn't there? And that, that was visible during the day for several weeks. But, but so, so you're looking at data coming from the computer, you're not looking through an eyepiece, coming from the computer and then you're, you're plotting how it brightens and dims and that tells you something about it. When I chatted to you about this before, um, was just how far away this star is that you're looking at 
It's a very long, long way away. And does it have a name? Uh, it has a very long, boring name. Um, it's just called CRTS J0333. So the name comes from the coordinates in the night sky. And it's, it's very far away. Yes. So I don't know how many kilometers, but in parsecs, it's 660-something parsecs. And a parsec is a, is a very, very long way in itself. So this is what people do at the University of Cape Town. This is what master's students do. Uh, they look at particular stars, they examine how they behave. And this is how we push science along, notch by notch. Thank you very much for talking to Fine Music Radio listeners, Samari, about your research, and I wish you well with it. Thank you so much for having me. And for now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. If